Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, the great reset crowd loves China. They do. They've spoken openly how they love totalitarian regimes, communism, tyranny. I mean, they've said it openly. They're not hiding it, right? These people want to reset society. It's kind of weird how they're putting cats in bags and killing dogs imprisoning a city of 26 million people. And yet the great resetters are awfully quiet about that. Kind of weird, huh? Have some video audio from the hellscape in China. Got that and a lot more. And why that is exactly what the left wants to bring here. You doubt me? Well, when you need to stay tuned. As I said, we got a lot to talk about, including people revolting against Disney, which is wonderful news to hear. And what does the Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter election have to do with today? Well, if you lived through it, like Joe and I did, although I was very, very young at the time, uh, it's got a very, very young at the time. Joe remembers more than I do. It's got a lot yeah. to do with today. I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Spring's around the corner. And if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single shot turkey camo 12 gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range. And now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if the fully adjustable fiber optic sights aren't enough, it's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms and you're going to love this company. All right, Joe, let's go. It's showtime. Where'd the bell go? How come I didn't hear the bell? Oh, nice. Because the Kenny bell, I had to move the Kenny bell. There was too much stuff on yeah. the desk. It was interfering. Bad mouth. Oh, I can't reach the Kenny bell. Yeah, yeah. So you got to get, you you go. hey, get on that, new. You must. So the great resetters in China, speaking of them, we'll be talking about Mickey later. Mickey's in a little bit of trouble. They love China. You know, the great reset World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, far left crowd. They want to reset society. That's not a joke. They, he actually wrote a book on it. Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, called the great reset. As I've said repeatedly, there's actually a website dedicated to the great reset. Have you ever asked yourself, what are they trying to reset? Well, <laughs> They're trying to reset society, reset society from why would you want to reset society where, you know, given all the problems, we're still doing okay. I mean, we have things we didn't have years ago, uh, decades ago. We have antibiotics, technology, communications, equipment, a large food supply. Why would you want to reset everything? Well, because what's led to all that capitalism and freedom and leftists hate that they love totalitarian control. China has always been a model for them. They've said it. The Great Reset crowd, they love China because they love totalitarianism. Well, do you notice some of them are awfully quiet about the, uh, uh, the ongoing economic uh, and human financial and totalitarian disaster going on in Shanghai, a city of 26 million people, as the Chinese Communist Party totalitarian thugs lock down the entire city, killing cats and dogs and imprisoning people? Here's the hellscape in Shanghai, the prison state they're living in. You know, folks, this is what it really looks like when you live in a totalitarian regime. Here's a woman trying to escape from the COVID people who uh, I guess they wanted to put her in quarantine. 
This is one of, I kid you not, hundreds of videos I could put up. Each one more disgusting than the last of what's going on in Shanghai, the prison state right now. Check this out. Folks, I, I, the videos are so disturbing. I have to be very careful about what I put up because I really, I know some kids watch this stuff. There are videos of cats and dogs being slaughtered, being stuck in bags. There are videos of kids being put in pandemic suits, don't even fit them, hauled out into trucks to be taken away. Folks, it, 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 you understand this is the model the left wants here. I'm going to tie this together. Don't go anywhere, please. I'm going to tie this together, showing you in a piece how the left wants to use this same exact model here, especially the Green New Deal lefters. It's always been about what, Joe? We talked about this for now eight years of doing the show. Control. Yeah. Control. Yeah. Control. I, I, I don't mean that. In, I'm, I'm not trying to be a, a, a poet here. I'm telling you candidly, the left loves control. Capitalism, freedom, and a constitutional republic puts control in your hands, the individual. None of this is complicated. None of this is complicated. We don't need to speak in overly verbose SAT words to explain what's going on. If you want socialism and totalitarianism, which the left loves, that's, they need concentrated government power. They need to take control away from you and give it to the government. It's, that, it's really that simple. We've said it for eight years now, Joe and I doing the show. It's about control. COVID was a vehicle for them to gain control. Put a mask on. Get a vaccine. Mandates are about control. That's the essence of a mandate. They can tell you what to do. That explains why they fell in love with vaccine mandates and mask mandates and left everything out. Now, if you were under the ridiculous delusional belief system that any of these leftists are doing this out of a sense of principle, anything, then you're lost. These same leftists who claim to be against a bill in China that doesn't exist, that don't say gay bill, these same leftists craving control, will do anything to shill for China as long as it, you know, as if they can run cover for China, even if it directly contradicts a position they took the day before, because China's about control. Here's what I mean. Here's BlackRock CEO, guy who's been a regular star of the show, Larry Fink. Now, this guy is a diehard, devout leftist, okay? Whether he says so or not, he is a leftist. He runs one of the biggest investment firms in the world. He is constantly pushing companies to do more environmental stuff, so ESG, environmental, social governance stuff, pushing them towards a leftist agenda. This guy's investment firm is huge. He owns a ton of stock in companies, right? He can influence a company with a buy and sell decision like that. He sells your stock. He can sink your company. He is constantly pushing these companies to take these leftist stances on things, including their Green New Deal environmental agenda. Here's Larry Fink, though. China, one of the dirtiest countries in the world when it comes to environmental restrictions, talking about how he admires totalitarian regimes. 
The same ones that put cats in bags and hunt that lady down in the street to throw her into quarantine. This is your principal leader here? Check this out. Uh, uncertainty. Markets don't like uncertainty. Markets like actually totalitarian governments where you have a uh, understanding of what's out there. And obviously, we're, uh, the whole dimension is changing now with, uh, as you said, a democratization of, uh, of countries. And, and democracies are very messy, as we know in the United States. Uh, you have opinions changing back and forth. That is Larry Fink, CEO of one of the most important investment firms. He, he controls money. Some of you have money invested with Larry Fink. You don't even know it. Telling you how wonderful it is. Totalitarian regimes. You mean the same ones, Larry? To throw cats in bags, kill dogs in the street, imprison their people in a 26 million person prison camp called Shanghai due to, a, to in, 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 uh, impart upon them a COVID restriction lockdown that'll never work? You mean, you mean that kind of totalitarian regime? Here's Larry Fink here again. Big leftist activist, right? I, wait, I left this act. I thought they were about the environment and protecting uh, gay people from a fictitious don't say gay bill. I thought they were all about that. It's kind of weird because in China, and I'll get to that in a second, they don't give a damn about people who are gay. Matter of fact, they don't want you even saying gay in China, yet I don't see them talking about that much. And yet environmental restrictions in China are really non-existent. They're one of the biggest polluters in the world. So he was confronted on Squawk Box Larry Fink about this, about the hypocrisy. And he claims, oh, no, we're pushing China to do the same stuff, too. Well, you're not doing that great of a job. But he was a little uncomfortable with the question when he was confronted about BlackRock and China and their relationship over there. I mean, they're polluters, right? Here's part of his answer. Check this out. We have a great interconnected economy. Um, we have a business in China. We are trying to build Chinese savings like we build savings in every other country. Um. We work with them on retirement. We work with them on trying to build a better future for their, for their um, uh, citizens by building a retirement market. The United States, um, uh, they own over $2.1 trillion of U.S. Uh, securities, the Chinese does. I mean, there, this is a very interconnected relationship. It's very interconnected. Really, you see all the buzzwords yeah, he uses yeah. when confronted on the fact that yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, he's very Thurston Howley. You see how he does that? How he talks you in circles, trying to justify why BlackRock so heavily involved in China, China, a totalitarian regime that imprisons Uyghurs, sterilizes people, kills cats and dogs, imprisons a city of twenty-six million people. It's engaged in the world's largest surveillance state apparatus, is nuclear powered, is a constant threat to the United States and Taiwan. They have no problem with that, but they do have a problem with a fake bill in China that doesn't exist. Excuse me, a fake bill in Florida that doesn't exist called the don't say gay bill, even though the bill doesn't say gay. And ironically, what the left calls a don't say gay bill. You're a sly one, Mr. Fink. Yeah, he, you're a sly one, Mr. Fink. Now, as you notice that you, although you can say gay in Florida, um, in stark contrast to what the hack leftists are trying to tell you, uh, that is actually a myth. There is no don't say gay bill in Florida. That is a hoax and a conspiracy theory on the left. It's kind of weird how variety, you can see variety, which is a leftist entertainment uh, rag, and their blue checkmark account says that references to a gay relationship were edited out of this movie called Fantastic Beasts. The Secrets of Dumbledore, 
by Warner Brothers for the film's release in China. Where are all the, uh, just checking here, right? So again, the leftists who love China will protect China no matter what. These are the same leftists who tell you they're activists for the gay community. They're activists for the environment. Yeah, but they protect China, even though you can't say gay apparently in China, and they're one of the world's biggest polluters. Interesting. Uh, where are the celebs, uh, the athletes, the Democrats? I wrote a little list here. The corporations, the Larry Finks, uh, the LeBron James of the world. Why are they strangely silent about the fact that gay references had to be uh, omitted out of a movie called, I don't even know what the Fantastic Beasts of Dinkledore are. But why is that? You know about this? You're the entertainer. Who's Dinkledore? Dumbledore. Oh, Harry Potter. Yeah, okay, whatever. I heard of Harry Potter. Oh, okay. So uh, Harry Potter, so I'm assuming it's a big budgeted movie. So they wanted to make money in China. So even though apparently you're not allowed to say gay in China, nobody said a thing. That's really, really weird. The verdict is in. Sounds like they're full of crap to me. Sounds like there's a full of crap alert. And it's a five alarm full of crap fire. Yeah. These people are frauds. You are being played for a sucker. A sucker. You're being played for a fool. Why is this such a colossal embarrassment? I just want to, I want to make sure because I don't like to talk in circles like Larry Fink. You understand where I'm going with this. This has nothing to do with the left caring about people who are gay or caring about the environment. If it did, they would call out China for being the world's biggest polluter and for censoring gay references in China. But you hear nothing. Because this isn't about principles. This is about control. And China is the world's biggest authoritarian control state. And the left loves them because they love control. And if control means uh, throwing gay people overboard, they'll do it. If it means pissing away environmental uh, 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 regulations and supporting the world's biggest polluter, you're damn right they'll do that too. Now, why have they been so quiet, the left? about the disgusting videos of animal torture and death and imprisonment in Shanghai due to COVID restrictions. Why have they been so quiet? Do you notice that? You hear it on Fox. You see it from right-leaning commentators, all these videos. Jack Posobiec's been publishing a whole bunch of these on his social media feed, these Shanghai videos. You don't hear much from the left about it. Mm -mm. Kind of strange, right? Journal's got a great piece on this one. Shanghai zero COVID lockdowns by the editorial board. They note this. Here's the reason the left, the control obsessed totalitarian left has their mouths shut on the Shanghai prison state quote, because this is an embarrassment for many Western commentators, public health officials and CEOs for many years, a prominent school of thought held that China's authoritarian system produced better governance, governance, by making hard but correct policy decisions that elude democratic leaders. Sounds like something Larry Fink said before in that cut. Goes on, quote, This supposedly made China a safer place to invest, and more recently led some bureaucrats to idealize Beijing's 2020 COVID lockdown in Wuhan. Now you get it? All coming around? Making sense for you now? They love totalitarianism. COVID was a vehicle to show people how, pay attention to this, please, please, please. COVID was a vehicle for them to show how effective totalitarianism can be 
and how messy and chaotic, to quote Larry Fink, democracy is. Look at the mess we had over here. People dying from COVID. We need to be more like China. You don't have to worry about democracy. They locked the whole city down. Now do you see when a 26 million person city turns into a prison camp and cats and dogs wind up in bags beaten to death? How the left that supported this is a little embarrassed. Now, by the way, they're not embarrassed because they don't agree with it. Are, are we clear on this? They're not embarrassed at all because they don't agree. Is, is everybody clear? You got to be clear. They're, they're, they agree with it. They're embarrassed because you're seeing it and they know the PR is bad. So, real quiet. Let's not show those videos. We want to bring that here. We want to bring that here. We can't bring it here if people see what it actually looks like. No one wants to be hauled off like that poor lady in a video of which we played in the beginning of the show. Watch it on Rumble. Tracked down, hunted down by the Chinese Communist Party COVID police. We can't tell people that's what's coming here. Folks, the left loves totalitarianism. It's the same left pushing the Green New Deal. What does the Green New Deal have to do with China's lockdowns? Because they love government authoritarianism and control. There is nothing they want more than to effectively take control of the energy markets in the United States. Because when you control three things, right, you control everything. Education, healthcare, energy. You get the kids. You get the, uh, the uh, bloodlines of the whole economy, energy. And healthcare, you control people's lives. You control those three things. You control everything. Now, is it all making sense? Well, gosh, Dan, why is the left so obsessed about taking over our schools and sexualizing our kids? The kids. Why is the left so obsessed with taking over uh, the healthcare with a government-controlled healthcare system? Because you control the healthcare. You control people's lives. Why are they so obsessed, the left, about energy and Green New Deal nonsense? Because if you can uh, control how people power their businesses, their cars, and their lives, you control everything. There's nothing you can do without it. What better way to take over a society than control those three elements? Can you think of something better? I can. So now they're bothered by the Shanghai videos because it's really bad PR for their efforts to sell totalitarianism. I mean, totalitarianism, Joe, don't look so great when you're sticking cats that are still alive in bags. Nah. Together, nah. all of them. Doesn't look so good. Nah. It's kind of disgusting. Yes. Yeah, a little gross. I love animals. I know Joe does too. Yep. Um, I got Lucy. And let me tell you something. I really love animals. And you start showing me, I'm not so much a cat guy, but I had a cat once. But I can tell you something. You start showing me videos of cats and dogs being slaughtered and put in bags. You're probably going to piss me off. And a lot of other people too. And that doesn't bode well for the leftists who want to do the same thing with climate policy too. I'm going to talk about this in a minute. I'm this great Tomas Philipson, who's fantastic, fantastic. Whenever you see his pieces pop up in the journal and elsewhere, read them. He's re he's written on my website too. I think, I think he's sorry. I'm pretty sure. Awesome. He'll say he wrote a piece about exactly how this is. They're really afraid of Shanghai because they feel like, Oh my gosh, we want to do the same thing. We can't have people looking at videos of cats in bed. Omaha Steaks. We love Omaha Steaks. Tony's getting a little jealous uh, because he hasn't gotten his Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha, we got to take care of Tone. Big Tone. Hook the hook a brother up. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. Get 50% off site-wide. Save on mouth-watering favorites today. Go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious flavor you, flavor you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Bongino at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. 
Say big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big, beefy burgers, and uh, all, all kinds of delicious food. So much more there. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value. With every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee because the food's amazing. That's why. Simply go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale today. Don't forget to use the promo code BONGINO at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry, because this deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code BONGINO at checkout. Minimum purchase and restrictions may apply. Visit omahasteaks.com for details. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. Do you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great tasting superfruit juices and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself, risk-free, with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120life.com and use the code DAN to save 15% and receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You got nothing to lose but those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120life.com, that's 120life.com, and use code DAN to save 15%. This is serious. It's your life we're talking about. 120life can help you. These statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So back to the segment. Again, the left is obsessed with control. The Shanghai story is blowing up in their face, not because they don't love it, but they just don't want you to see it. And now they're worried it's going to impact their totalitarian climate deal, too. Tomas Phillips in Wall Street Journal. What climate change has in common with COVID? Really? Private sector innovation overcame the virus. Now global warming needs an Operation Warp Speed. He says here, listen to his quote, very important. Expect climate policy to develop in ways similar to COVID policy. An initial period of ineffective and excessively costly prevention will eventually give way to cheaper mitigation efforts driven by private innovation. Cheap green energy will do for rising global temperatures what vaccines and treatments did for rising COVID cases. Here's what he's saying. What he's getting at here is the left isn't interested in a free market solution to either energy or COVID. In a free market solution, people would get the vaccines if they worked well for them and they wouldn't require this drastic sales pitch. But the left doesn't want that because the left loves totalitarianism. So the left wants to force you to get a vaccine, whether it works or it doesn't for you. They don't care because why? Because it's about control. They don't give a damn about you and COVID. He's saying the same thing could apply to green policy, and that's what the left is trying to avoid. The left doesn't care about green energy, folks. It's why they support China, one of the biggest polluters. They don't care at all. Green energy and the energy crisis could be solved by technology, and the left knows that. So why not just let let free markets take over and develop alternate technologies, Joe? Because they don't want free markets. They like control. There's nothing to do with batteries and lithium and Teslas and windmills. It has everything to do with the left telling you what to do. They want to take control of the energy system, and green energy is just a vehicle to do it, just like COVID was a vehicle to tell you what to do with your body and your face with a mask and a vaccine. It's no different. They don't care about COVID, and they don't care about green energy. 
What they care about is telling you what to do. Gosh, I wish more people on the left understood that they were being played for fools. You care about green energy and the environment. You do? Why do you support China, the world's biggest polluter? Oh, I really can't answer that right now. Let me ask Larry Fink. These are tools. Tools. By the way, some good news on the Disney story. Go woke. Go broke. Red State, Nick Arama. Huge number of Americans dropping Disney for their radical position on parent rights bill. Folks, I got an, uh, I got an email. Well, I should say an email. Precision matters on this. I got a message from someone who works at Disney who is telling me that Disney is tracking all of the calls complaining about their support for sexualizing kids in kindergarten. They're tracking it. The woman told me that the calls are overwhelming. So I have two suggestions for you. First, let me just get to the red state piece. This is in the newsletter. I encourage you to read it on Gino.com slash newsletter if you'd like to sign up for it. He did a survey out there. Almost seven in 10 Americans reject the radical position being pushed by Disney. 68.2% are now, quote, less likely to do business with Disney. And of them, 57.2% are much less likely to buy from the entertainment giant known for its kid-friendly parks and movies. Folks, this is a beautiful thing. So I have two suggestions because this is an action-oriented, not a talk-oriented show. It's a talk show, but we got to do stuff. Doing matters. Talk is too cheap, right? Number one, call Disney. Express your thorough dissatisfaction with their sexualizing of kids in kindergarten agenda. Tell them you won't buy your... But they're tracking it. They know. They're tracking it. It's important. A lot of these calls are recorded, too. Please let them know. Second, cancel your Disney Plus. It is the quickest way to let them know and express your dissatisfaction with their support for sexualizing kids. It's disgusting what they're up to. Do not support Disney. Do not support them. Do not attend their parks. Cancel Disney Plus. Avoid their movies. It's working. Working slowly, but it's working. These people all have an agenda. They're all big frauds. Weird how you can't say gay over in China. But again, you don't hear anything from Disney or these other companies about that. It's all about the money. And the money means control for them. All right. So uh, I had said, Guy, do you have that thing of me on the whipping thing? I sent it late. You do? Okay, good. Sorry. Um, If you watch my show Unfiltered, on Fox, 9 p.m. on Saturday night. Please watch this week, by the way. I have a really, really cool segment with an expert on social media's deep impact on kids' brains. You're not going to want to miss it. It's good. I got a lot coming, too, for the show. But I had spoken a while ago. Remember the whipping controversy at the Border Patrol? Yeah. The Border Patrol, where they were, they were whipping people? Yeah, the, yeah. They called it the whipping incident. Yeah, remember that? Although there was no whipping and there was no incident? Right. So how you can have a whipping incident with no whips and no incident is kind of weird. But they started up. The long story short of it was, in case you missed it, was there was a photo taken of Border Patrol on horses at the border using their reins to guide a horse. And because leftists are morons in the media, they mistook the reins for a whip because they're idiots. They've never been on a horse and didn't think to ask any questions. They said, my gosh, we're whipping people at the border. Now, I had done a segment on my Fox News program at the time. I usually don't play these old segments, but I think we nailed this one. Sorry, self-praise thinks, but... I said to you, this story is going to be promoted, this conspiracy theory about Border Patrol agents whipping people at the border for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, it involves identity politics, 
poor, uh, what they call brown people. They talk about people with the color of their skin. It's so offensive. That's how they, that's how they address people. Brown people. That, uh, that, that poor immigrants and Hispanic were being, Hispanics were being whipped at the border. That's an identity politics narrative. Uh, the second part of it was, you know, they really hate law enforcement. So it made law enforcement look bad too. So I predicted that this story was going to go viral, even though it was a fake conspiracy theory. So here's what I said on my show at the time, which, um, again, sadly seemed prophetic. Check this out. Listen, these agents could lose their jobs or their careers over this investigation. Where do they go to get their reputations back? But the media pounced on this story and the left for three reasons. Number one, identity politics. There's nothing they like more than to foster racial division. Number two, class warfare. Class warfare, they love that too. Rich versus poor. They make up class structures, fight, make them fight each other like it's a WWE. And three, because it makes law enforcement and conservatives look bad. Those are the three reasons they jumped on this story. You know, here's a video from the video of a photographer who actually took the infamous whipping incident photo where there was no whip and no incident. And he even said that this was all misconstrued. That's the actual photographer who was there. You know, all of these media hoaxes, though, they follow the exact same pattern. If it involves one of those three things I told you, the media will pounce on it immediately. Identity politics, class warfare, or it makes law enforcement or conservatives look bad. They will jump on it in a heartbeat. Again, you're not wasting your time here or on the Fox show where I told you this story was going to get legs and run, even though there was no story. There was no whip. There was no whipping. It was rains. No one was whipped. But it involved what they saw to be poor. Uh, immigrants who they refer to as people who are uh, a brown because they identify people by the color of their skin. I said, this is the perfect story for them to make up. Oh, and they hate law enforcement too. Well, I told you the story was fake and uh, national pulse, the great Natalie winners. Again, you find this story in the newsletter, encourage you to read it and send it to your liberal friends who told you immigrants were whipped at the border. Quote, another conspiracy theory dies as U S border agents are cleared of migrant quote, whipping claims. As of yet, no left-wing politicians have apologized for peddling the lie. They note that despite audacious attempts to malign U.S. border officials, those who stood accused of attacking the migrants have been cleared of misconduct. Wow, kind of weird, Joe. Uh, when you do this whole big investigation, you don't really find anything? We kind of told you that would happen. The incident underwent a probe by CBP's Office of Professional Responsibility. And they revealed it that they yielded no evidence supporting the left-wing theory that agents whipped Haitian migrants. Haitian migrants, I'm sorry. Those fit into a, a different identity politics of those, uh, those folks, a different identity politics category that the left wants to stick people in because that's what they leave. They don't talk about people like they're human beings. They talk about people in little boxes. Identity politics works for them every time, right? Now, of course, the media parroted this story everywhere. We'll play a supercut on the radio show later of that. But are you going to get an apology from any of them for making the story up, for legitimately making the story up? Nah, you're not going to get any of that. You'll never get an apology for them. And you have to ask yourself now, is anything the media tells you, remember the Bongino rule, 24 to 72 hours on any anti-Trump or anti-conservative story, is anything the media tells you true? The answer is, Probably not. You knew the story from the start if you were here. Big show today. You ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris, the action star world champion black belt and U.S. veteran? Well, 
I saw a video he made. I was shocked. He's in his 80s. He's still kicking butt, working out. He looks amazing. He stays active. I mean, a guy looks like he's in his 40s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and he has plenty of energy left over, keeping him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all this because he made a simple change. It makes him and his family feel great. He made a special short video, explains everything easily to you. Make sure you check it out today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino. could change the way you think about health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Be prepared to be amazed. The guy seriously looks incredible. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. Message and data rate supply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here's a hint that involves this stuff. It's really good. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Okay, so uh, during my show yesterday, you saw it break that uh, there was a shooting in the subway system. By the way, some guy, you know, uh, folks, I get these weird emails sometimes, and people, I, I like to leave my email open because I like to hear from you. But some people like to tell me, like they're not listening to the show anymore, turning it. As I've said, you don't have to tell me. You can just turn it off. It's, I'm a capitalist. You're not obligated to listen to the show. Guys, you didn't follow your own Bongino rule to not report in the story. That's not the Bongino rule. No. The Bongino rule I just cited is an anti-Trump, politically driven, anti-conservative story. Where, like the Sandman story. A shooting, and it's the shooting happened. The, the, the shooting wasn't a conspiracy theory or an anti-Trump story. Of course we're going to report on it. It's breaking. Guy's like, I'm not listening. Of course, it's breaking news. Right. No one's questioning the news. I was like, oh my God, why am I wasting time with this? But I responded back. Thank you. Appreciate your feedback. You don't have to tell us you're not listening. You can just not do it. I'm, I'm a free marketeer. The story is important. The story is important for a number of reasons. Number one, they have a potential suspect at this point uh, in this case. And there's a couple of notes on this. Number one, I'm going to give you an unpopular opinion you're not going to like. And it's okay because I'm here to tell the truth and not to fudge the numbers. Apparently, this guy, the suspect in this case now, I think now they're calling him officially a suspect in this subway shooting in New York, was being uh, was on some uh, F- being interviewed by the FBI before is what I'm getting at. Now, the FBI, who uh, folks, no one's going to argue that. Uh, I mean, is there anyone out there who's been more critical of what the FBI has been up to in the last couple of years? Anyone, if there is, you can, please tell me. I can't find one. But I've got to tell you, in this case, we have to be very careful what we ask for. I opened up the show today warning you about the perils of supporting a controlled totalitarian agenda. And it's weird how many conservatives I see saying, hey, this guy was interviewed by the FBI. How were they not watching him? And how wasn't he on like a list? Why? Listen, the guy was clearly a threat, obviously. If he turns out to be, he's a suspect now, a lot of evidence in the case. If he turns out to be the killer in this case, right? 
Obviously, it's a horrible thing. But folks, be very careful talking about FBI lists. No, I'm serious. That could turn around and boomerang on you like it already has. I don't know what the FBI did. They may have dropped the ball, and it appears they did on this case. But I really can't believe how many people who are conservatives who are like, man, you know, the FBI screwed up in the past few years. They did, big time. I've been all over it. I wrote books on it. But they're, 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 they want an FBI list. No, no, I don't want lists. If, they, if you committed a crime and they have evidence of probable cause to arrest you, then yes, do it. But I am not about FBI lists. And it, it send me all the nasty grams you want. The show's for you. I appreciate your feedback. But I would be very, very careful calling for lists of people to be monitored because I can guarantee you, guarantee you on my reputation that if you start calling for lists, the first people that are going to be on the list are you. Especially when Trump starts running again. I don't want to be on any lists. So that's the first point. Again, you may not like the take. It's okay. Show's for you. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't trust the FBI right now, at the, especially at that management level, as far as I can throw them. Second, this, this story, so apparently the suspect pulled out a 380 handgun and started shooting after unloading a gas canister and put a gas mask on, I guess to obscure people's vision, obviously, so he could shoot randomly and they wouldn't see him. They don't know how he escaped. I'm speculating here a bit, but it's probably, he probably escaped via the tracks. You can run down the tracks. There's cutouts. There's ways to get out. You, people have done it before. You know, I wasn't a transit cop, but I know the transit system pretty well in New York. But folks, the other takeaway for me from this outside of the FBI list point is the importance of concealed carry. Listen, I had this conversation with uh, someone close to me last night. Folks, I'm sorry, but uh, you know we live in a really different world now. People can be radicalized on social media. People can lose it on a moment's notice. You are defenseless if you go out there without a firearm and a guy has one. I mean, think about it. What are you going to use? Foul language? I mean, how are you going to stop this guy? How are you going to stop this guy? I don't go anywhere without a handgun anymore. I don't. I don't go anywhere. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in a panic. I'm not anxious. I don't because I'm prepared. When you're prepared, you're not anxious. I'm just telling you. You, have, you should train yourself. Get yourself a concealed carry. Train yourself well. Not just good or competent. Train yourself so you're more competent than the next guy and get a concealed carry. Because there's very little you can do if something like this happens to you in a closed environment like a subway. I know, it's New York City. Getting a concealed carry in a May-issue state is ridiculously hard. Try. Try. You're defenseless without it. Okay. All right, moving on. Um, man, I'm uh, running a bit of a head of time. You know what? Let me get to this. Let me get to the next point. It's a little early, but I want to get to my next sponsor because this is a really important segment, hugely important, as it impacts the 2022 and a potential Trump-Biden rematch. I want you to pay very, very close attention to the 1980 election. Because the past is prologue, folks. I'm telling you, we're seeing a repeat right now of history, right now. And you're going to see how damaging and destructive inflation can be. From an example, that kicks you right in the teeth. It's right there. All right, Legacy Box. It's a super simple mail-in service to have all your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures converted to perfectly preserved digital files 
makes a perfect gift too. I used Legacy Box for my old wedding photos. It was great. Got back a DVD. The kids love it. Legacy Box is the industry leader. They've helped over a million customers safeguard their past. Mother's Day's coming. So is the age-old question. What do you give mom? What do you give the mom that gave you everything? It's a perfect Mother's Day gift. It gives, it's the gift of a lifetime. Memories. You know, you want memories. They're made together. You could be digitized. You could digitize those memories forever. The photos, the tapes, all that. Preserving all the moments and milestones that made mom, mom is simple with Legacy Box. Is it ensuring your family's legacy is digitally preserved so it can be passed down just as important as creating those memories? Give mom the perfect gift this year. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino to get early access to Legacy Box's Mother's Day sale. Buy today to take advantage of this exclusive offer. Send it in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Bongino to save big while supplies last. It's pretty cool. My kids dig the DVD of the wedding pictures. They laugh. I had more hair back then. Got a haircut coming today, by the way, in case you cared, which you shouldn't. <laughs> he said, we need a breaking news, uh, Bell, Joe. Breaking news. Breaking news. Dan Bongino's going to haircut I'll today. I'll find one. Yeah. That, no, yeah, thank you. That was a, and, and listen, those are the emails I get where, Dan, I'm tuning you out because you said you were getting a haircut. Those I understand. I totally understand. You're absolutely right. I shouldn't be telling you about my haircuts. Who cares? Why am I showing you the results here of the 1980 presidential election between James Carter and Ronald Reagan, because it looked like kind of a blowout. Joe, you remember this one? Yes. You were, I was only six, so I barely, I, if I mean, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, Joe was, yeah, Joe was a little bit older than me, just a tad. So Reagan won in what we would say is kind of a landslide, um, <laughs> kind of a big deal on a Ron Burgundy way. Yeah, so there's the map right there. Uh, Jimmy Carter, who was the incumbent president, not only lost, uh, but got smoked. He won what uh, looks like Minnesota, Hawaii, Georgia. He was from Georgia, West Virginia, and Maryland. And what else did he win? Looks like he won DC. Oh, and Rhode Island. Yeah. So he won what, five, six states, whatever, seven states. He didn't win a lot. He got smoked. The electoral count was uh, a very close four, <laughs> 489 for Reagan to 49 for Carter, just a bit outside. <laughs> So Jimmy Carter, who was an incumbent president, who rarely lose, by the way, didn't only lose, but got his arse handed to him electorally in a way we hadn't seen in modern American history by Ronald Reagan in 1980. Gee, why is that? Now, there were a lot of reasons. Jimmy Carter was a pretty awful president, but he actually did some things right in the deregulation front. Again, I'm here to give you the truth, however painful it is. Not everything he did was terrible. His deregulation stuff was actually pretty darn good. But otherwise, he was a genuinely awful president, a terrible leader, Jimmy Carter. He came off as incompetent. But one of the biggest issues in the 1980 campaign was inflation. Kind of a big issue now, isn't it? Here's an article I pulled up from 1980, right before the election in the dreaded Washington Post. October 25th, 1980, just before Election Day. Headline. Inflation worsens in final statistics before Election Day. Quote, inflation accelerated last month as consumer prices shot up at an annual rate of 12.7%, the government said yesterday, in the last major economic report before this election. Folks, inflation, I could make a strong case, was the most important reason an incumbent president, Jimmy Carter, got destroyed in the 1980 election. Now, why? Okay, great, Dan. You put up an article. You 
probably right, but why? Why is inflation so seismic and earth-shaking when it comes to election? I was on Hannity last night debating Geraldo, who, you know, he doesn't know a lot about economics, so I forgive him, but I was debating the effects of inflation as he was trying to defend Joe Biden a little bit. And he even agreed with me that inflation could shake the, uh, shake the earth this election cycle coming up. Everybody's interested in it because it affects everybody's wallet. So it's not a concentrated interest. It's a wide interest and an even wider cost. In other words, everybody cares about it because it affects everyone. And think about the ways it affects everyone. Folks, if the top tax rate, marginal tax rate in the United States goes up 2.7 points, right? It only affects the income raised at that tax level and above, not in the tax levels below. In other words, an income, I don't want to get into the full details of it, but it doesn't affect all of your income. If you make 200 grand a year and only the top tax rate grows, goes up, it only affects the income from other years, say from 175 to 200,000 that's taxed at that level. Uh, inflation, which is 2.7%, everybody's losing, uh, it's 8.5%, everybody's losing 2.7% of the wages right now, is a tax on every single dollar you make, no matter what. You're all getting worked. Here, Washington Examiner. Inflation rises to 2.7% in March, highest in more than four decades. Uh, 8.5%. Why do I keep saying it? Because wages are going down 2.7%. Here's Peter Ducey on the White House response. I'm sorry if I explained that poorly. The bottom line is inflation's going up and your wages aren't rising fast enough to compensate, meaning it's a tax on everyone. Stated simply. Forgive me. I don't mean to explain it in such a circuitous way. The cost is everywhere. Everyone's getting hurt. Here's Peter Ducey yesterday explaining on the White House response to panic breaking out over this. Check this out. White House officials had people bracing for a bad number, but it turned out to be worse. We've got it on the screen. Prices are up 8.5% since last year, a tenth of a percent higher than projected. Food and energy are driving this spike. But if you strip them out, the so-called core inflation number is actually a little bit better than expected, but still a six and a half percent rise in prices since just last year. And these prices have been rising since long before Putin invaded Ukraine, but still his fault, according to the Biden White House. Again, I can't state this any simpler. Inflation goes up. Your wages don't go up as much. You lose money. Every single person in the United States is getting kicked right in the nets. That's why Ronald Reagan won in a landslide. Here, here's the great Kamala Harris, Joe, a legend. One of the greatest orators of our time. I mean, a gifted public speaker, the likes we haven't seen since. Gosh, Plato, Socrates, as Bill and Ted called them. I, I mean, just a gifted orator. Here's Kamala Harris explaining. This is hilarious. No, I'm actually starting to believe. I always say Pete Buttigieg. No one says less by saying more. I'm actually starting to think that's Kamala Harris. She may take the title. Nobody says less by saying more than Kamala Harris. Here's Kamala Harris on inflation. Check this out. They're still putting that anger with the administration. Mm -hmm. What do you say to them? Well, first of all, I acknowledge one must acknowledge um, that prices are going up and that People are working hard and in many cases are worried about whether they can get through the end of the month and make it all work. <laughs> when you sent this to me, I was wondering, what the hell part does he want? What, what part of this does he I'm want? So 
Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Joe. Yeah. She's acknowledge. I, I acknowledge that we must acknowledge that prices are going up and food costs more. As Guy said, gave it a very inspiring. It's so I mean, it's up there with the Gettysburg Address. I mean, who explains it better than that? I acknowledge that you must acknowledge that prices are going up, including food and gas. That, so, I mean, just profile. It changes everything. It changes everything. Kamala Harris. Gosh, I'm at the point now I'm really thinking my my calls for Joe Biden's impeachment may be a huge mistake. I was starting to doubt, but I'm really wondering, this she could be worse. There's potential she could be worse. She could be worse. Right. Oh, God, the border crisis. Yeah, I mean, she solved the border crisis, yeah. right? I mean, she locked up the, pushed for those guys to be investigated for the whipping incident. Yeah. I mean, God totally squared that away. All right, uh, let me move on to our next story. So Biden, you know, Biden, there's a book out there uh, that... Um, I love, I've spoken about forever. It's by Scott Peck. It's called uh, People of the Lie. He wrote the book, The Road Less Traveled, which, gosh, I don't know, sold 5, 10 million copies. Who knows? It was a bestseller forever. It's a great book. He is a Harvard-trained, I believe, psychiatrist, Scott Peck. I, I don't, I, I'm not sure if he's, uh, but it's a fantastic book. He wrote a follow-up called People of the Lie, and it's a book about sociopathic behavior, about how people's entire lives are lies. Um, and they, they don't, they feel no remorse about it at all. And he talks about his interviews with these people using pseudonyms, obviously, and how they would come into his office and just lie to him endlessly with no remorse at all. It's a great book, People of a Lie. And the book reminds me a lot of Joe Biden. I'm not kidding. If you ever read the book, it's fantastic. You'll see elements of that sociopathic kind of behavior in a lot of politicians today. But the pernicious behavior, at a minimum, you'll see in Joe Biden. Now, everything he says is a lie. His life story is a lie. He lies about policy initiatives. He lies about who he is, what he said, his background, his autobiography, everything. Here's another story about what I mean. So Biden wants to push gun control. So, of course, if gun control, you get in the theme of the show. They want to control guns. Because if you can control guns, in addition to controlling health care, education, technology, and energy policy... Of course, you can control people's ability to defend themselves. So he knows that's grossly unpopular. So he has to make up stories. So he went out of the White House yesterday, and someone must have told him that this uh, ghost guns, a focus group probably told him that ghost guns sounds really scary. Talk about ghost guns. Like, ghosts, what? Ghosts have guns? No, these guns, you can't you build them. You can't track them now. Listen, there's no question they were made to build firearms out there. But the question you should be asking is, if Joe Biden is dedicating a Rose Garden press conference to what he calls ghost guns, a term that was just made up by the left to scare you, you would think, my gosh, these home-built guns must be a major plague, Joe, right? I mean, people being killed left and right by homemade firearms, right? Yeah. Well, of course, because Joe Biden is one of the people of the lie, he's just making the whole thing up. Um, you can always come here for the data, just like you could come here to debunk the stupid whipping story months ago. You'll always get the truth. Here's the truth about ghost guns and homemade firearms. It's in this piece by the examiner. Like all gun control, Biden's ghost gun push is conspicuous futility. They note that between 2016 and 2020, homemade firearms were used in less than 1%, 0.3%, uh, 0.36% to be exact, of all homicides. 0.36, not 3.6, 0.36 of all homicides. And according to the FBI, most guns recovered at crime scenes are not home printed, but rather purchased on the black market. It's 43%. Stolen by the perpetrator, 6%. Acquired from a friend or relative, 15%.
purchased at retail, 10%, or brought to the crime scene by someone other than the perpetrator, 12%. So Joe Biden wastes an entire Rose Garden press conference to get in front of the media to talk about homemade firearms used in 0.36% of all homicides. Why would he do that? Because Joe Biden is a person of the lie, and the lie about ghost guns is a way to control people and get your guns taken away as they redefine the definition of what a firearm is. Uh, in violation of the constitutional process. Everything with them is a lie. Everything. Okay. Uh, you know what? I want to just get to the, the Sheldon Whitehouse story. Can you just play this video? Just, just quick again to show you how the left is just populated by people of a lie, just like the book. Sheldon Whitehouse is one of the biggest frauds on the left. He's a Democrat senator from Rhode Island. He's a joker, a clown, a fraud. He's always been a fraud. He's kind of laughed at even by a lot of people on the left. But he's always very concerned about dark money, so much so he goes on MSNBC and all these outlets all the time and talks about the dangers of dark money. Here, check this out. The most overused two words in any confirmation hearing, judicial philosophy. Uh, let's begin there because you alone uh, during the hearings point, pointed out uh, the absurdity of the very concept of uh, judicial philosophy. So let me just tee this up by pointing out that the last three Supreme Court judicial selections made by President Trump were picked by this dark money network. So when the Republicans are letting this dark money network pick their selections, then, of course, they're also letting them pick their objections. Dark money. He's very concerned, Sheldon Whitehouse, about Dark money in elections and in politics. He is. It's kind of weird because BLM, you know, buy large mansions. Yeah, BLM just got busted with this mansions thing. And it's kind of weird. When they got busted, one of the founders of, uh, of BLM, Patrice Cullors, she said that disclosure rules are causing them trauma. Cullors said activists suffer trauma and their lives are at risk when charities under their control are required to disclose publicly what they did with their tax deductible donations. Again, just like I started at the beginning of the show, the left, we care about the environment. We care about COVID. We care, really? You care about all this stuff? It's kind of strange how you support China. We love our our our, uh, our LGBTQ community. Really? Uh, what about that in China? We're not allowed to mention don't say gay. No, we definitely care about dark money. Weird, because when BLM wants to hide where their money goes and they say they're tricky, you don't seem to say much about that. Kind of strange. It's almost like you're frauds, right? Kind of like the people alive have been talking about. Read the book. It's almost like a diagnosis of your liberal friends. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Don't miss the Fox show, please. Saturday night, 9 p.m. I would really appreciate it. Set your DVR if you can't make it live and subscribe to the podcast. The subscriptions uh, drive us up the charts. We really appreciate your help there. Thanks a lot. See you on the radio show. later. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.